The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I'm reminded again and again of a conversation I had with a wonderful young man in my kolel. I studied by Rav Yitzchak Berkowitz's kolel. I grew up religious. I went straight through. I went straight through the system, all the, you know, hardcore yeshivot, etc., etc. So, then when I came to the yeshiva, there was a guy there who was a Baal Teshuva. He grew up with no religion. Then he did teshuva. He started learning. Eventually he went to a yeshiva. Eventually he started a kolel. Uh, and he's in the kolel together with me. His name is Gedalia. And he was sitting down one day during lunch. And this was remarkable. Ready for this? He... Um, he sits down with us, and I said, so where are you from? We just started, we just met, this guy's learning the kolel with us, maybe I know him for a couple of days, serious guy, learns good head on his shoulders. I said, so tell me, how'd you get here, what's the... He goes, well, I didn't grow up religious at all, decided that I was going to go backpacking through Asia. And in order to pay for it as a student, what I was going to do was I was going to teach English along the way. So all through China, all through Japan... He's teaching English as he goes from place to place, and he's getting paid whatever he's getting paid. He uses it to stay in the hotel, buy some food, carry on to the next place, and that's how he's moving through Asia. I said, okay, this is, uh, how is this related to Judaism? He says, anyway, he bumped into uh, like a Chabad house somewhere, middle of nowhere. Slowly but surely, you know, he realized that there was something here, something important. And so he decided to take a trip to Israel. Anyway, he excuses himself. He has to go to the bathroom. So I look at my chavrusa, my study partner, who's also an, an FFB, from from birth, right? Also grew up religious. And we looked at each other, we're just like thinking about this guy, like backpacking alone through wherever, just giving less, giving, you know, uh, uh, English classes as he goes. And we just look at each other, and, like, and this guy finds his way to Israel, and we're just like, the two of us are just like, wow. That is so impressive. That is so cool. Like, would I have done that? Would I have been able to do that? I don't know. And he comes back from the bathroom, and he continues his story. He says, and then I came to Jerusalem, and as I'm walking past one of these little schools, I hear an entire classroom of children chanting the Mishnah. I don't know what they were saying, but I could see that it was a Jewish text that they were reading, uh, a Jewish book, holy book. And all these kids, they were just able to read it properly, sing it out loud, so confidently. And I looked at these kids, and I was just thinking to myself, wow, how amazing. These kids are five years old, six years old. They're able to say the Mishnah. They understand what they're saying. They're connecting to this deep wisdom. You know, I don't think I could have done that. Then we finished lunch together. And I turned to my friend, my study partner. And I was like, how interesting that we looked at him in his life. We don't know. How does he know the language? How does he know Japanese? How does he know Chinese? We're like, wow, this guy knows these languages. He's traveling by himself. We're looking at his life and saying, Wow. And when he finally comes to our life, what does he say? Wow. Wow. 
You know, people that grow up with tradition oftentimes don't understand what would have made this person, this, this successful businessman, this intelligent, why would they change their whole life? Why would they throw everything away to come closer to Why do people go through conversion? Like, it's not easy being a Jew. Why are they doing that? Why would someone, basketball player, hockey player, you know, guys in finance, has his life set for him, he's happy, he's got meaning, he's got whatever, it's great, why is he coming to us? If you don't understand that, you don't respect your own Torah. If you don't want to share what you've learned, you don't respect your own Torah. Because, I'll tell you this, if you had the cure for corona, do you think you would keep it to yourself? If someone tells you, like, you know, I can't smell, lost my smell in COVID, and you knew somebody would get them their smell back, you'd be unable to hold yourself back. You're like, I'm sorry to interrupt. I know it's really weird to butt into someone's conversation on the subway, right? Please don't stab me. But I know there's this amazing new medicine, herb, whatever. Because you know the value of what you have to that person. So forget what's awkward. Forget whether you want to share it. Are you constantly sharing Torah randomly with people who have no background in Judaism? No? Then you don't respect your Torah. If you've never interrupted a conversation and said, you know, I, I had this amazing Parsha class on that once. You don't respect your own Torah. You don't respect its ability to be transformative, to elevate. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire dot org.